Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Have you ever wanted to be a little bit more productive, get a little bit more done during the day? Our guest today, Sean Blyle, is going to show you how with some of his productivity tips talking about different types of software and how it can improve your processes and performance at your club. Sean's from Members First, and he's also going to talk about building the perfect website. How do you really set up a plan to make that happen? And we have a lot of fun. Let's just say that. Sean's a really fun guy. He's from the Boston area, but he is a Yankees fan, so we'll find out what that's all about. And Sean's got a really nice gift for our listeners today. He's offering a free Google Analytics review. You'll want to take him up on that offer. I promise you, if you don't know what Google Analytics is all about, you'll find out during his interview. So stay tuned. We're going to have quite a bit of fun today. Want to learn Gabe's secrets for social media success? He's sharing his best tips and little-known hacks to develop and close more membership prospects online. And best of all... It's 100% free for Private Club Radio listeners. To join him on the next Social Media Masterclass, sign up at privateclubradio.com social. Well, my next guest is Sean Blyle. He's the Client Development Executive at Members First. Sean, I've known for uh, quite some time. He's a great guy. He fell in love with the golf and private club industry when he joined Southworth Development in 2001. And for nearly a decade, Sean worked in that company, both domestically and abroad in places like Arizona, the Caribbean, and Bermuda. And he eventually came back and opened Renaissance Golf Club in 2009 in the Boston area. He joined Members First in 2011. His role as client development team draws on his club management experience. He lives just outside of Boston, but for some reason, he's a Yankees fan. So, John, welcome to the show, man. First thing I, <laughs> first thing I want to ask you is, is why Yankees, man? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, I, I made a, a very strange choice to uh, live in enemy territory, if you will, but <laughs> they definitely... Um, they definitely deserve all the credit they got this year for uh, winning the World Series. But I'm originally from a small town in in, in upstate New York, so I grew up uh, kind of watching the Double A Albany Colony Yankees, and uh, from from that point on, um, I was hooked. But nice. uh, I've got Yankee blood in me, so I will uh, I will I will keep that in me to the day that I die. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we can't we can't fault you for uh, for keeping to your roots. No, no problem there. My family, as you know, is from um, Massachusetts, Boston, South Boston area. And uh, so I was, for, for my dad's sake at least, I was rooting for them, even though I'm a Tampa Bay Rays fan. But uh, <laughs> Well, you're, you're in the AL East, so yeah. uh, at least you're a part of the family. Yeah, and I, I always root for AL teams in the World Series. I, I, what, I don't even know where that came from originally, like the American League versus National League hatred. But anyway, I think uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm not the only one who roots for the AL. <laughs> So um, you are a productivity guy, I think, at your core. And um, you were just in the Carolina CMAA at their fall conference in Charleston talking about productivity tips, and it was very well received. So I'd, I'd love to hear more about some of your tips, Sean. Maybe you could break down a few of those for us today. Would that be okay? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Um, 
Any anytime I can get out of the, uh, the the cold weather up north this time of year and head to uh, Charleston and hang out with the uh, Carolinas chapter is always a um, a fun time. So um, yeah, and a, and a big thank you to you know Patricia and Kathy and and the rest of the board uh, down there at that chapter. They always put on a great show um, for their conference, and I was happy to be a part of it. Nice. Um, but we did a uh, it was interesting. We we did a we did a topic based on productivity and how to just be uh, a little bit more efficient in your day-to-day lives and some of the tools you could use to do that at kind of a very low cost. I know you're a Google guy, so maybe we start off with some some Google-type productivity tips. Yeah, totally. And uh, sometimes I feel like I work for Google, but I don't. <laughs> uh, but uh, we we here at Members First, we're, uh, we're a big fan of the Google G Suite. And that was one uh, one topic that we covered during the conference because not only can you get your business email and, you know, use uh, slides and sheets and all the app family tools there, um, but one of the most efficient things that I think people can do is work in a collaborative environment. And there's nothing like working on a presentation for a board or a committee um, where you can all be working in the same slide deck at one time. So, Using things in a collaborative way, whether it's through Google Slides, Google Sheets, um, or Google Docs, I think will inevitably save time um, in a lot of different areas. Yeah, I love that with Google, you could just make those changes right on the fly, and people can be working on the same document at the same time. You can actually see them editing it. And um, do you you see that a lot of clubs are using that right now, or is that still something that's kind of unknown? I'm actually starting to, to see people, they first get into it through email. Mm-hmm. Um, most people use Gmail for their, uh, for their, you know, personal, um, email. Um, but what some people don't realize is that they have a full business suite. And so people are getting into it through email and then uncovering, um, the, the rest of the suite from there. But I am, I'm starting to see a lot of clubs use that in a variety of different ways. Sometimes it's, um, using something as simple as Google forms to streamline your website content management. Um, when I was working at uh, a couple clubs, the, in order to maintain a, uh, a, an updated kind of website or, or marketing communication schedule, I was always chasing down the golf pro or chasing down the chef or the general manager who needed to provide content but got it to me at the last minute. So Google Forms is a great way that I've started seeing a few clubs um, manage their content so that people can submit it directly to them. Nice. And there's a timestamp so you can actually see who submits it late. <laughs> mm, perfect. Yes. We got to stay on top of those people. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big problem. We do a lot of newsletters at my my agency and I know exactly what you're talking about. That would probably help us out. Now, for people who aren't like Google people, people who aren't PC people, I should say, that are trying to to use their fancy new Mac devices, you've got a tip for that, actually, Sean. So I'd love to hear that. Yeah, and actually, I I, I honestly gave I can't take credit for this one. I'm going to give all the credit to uh, Jackie Singleton over at the Country Club in Brookline. Um, she um, she and I collaborate quite a bit, but she told me actually one of the most powerful training tools that she did with her communications team at the country club um, was utilize the local Apple store. Um, most of you who have gone to an Apple store know that there's this thing called the genius bar. But what a lot of people don't realize is that you can go online and sign up for free classes to learn how to use their suite of tools. 
um, how to get better with using um, iMovie or how to get better with using um, the different editing tools within your your Mac um, or just creating video and photos on your iPhone. So those are all great tools that I think that um, come at a, at, a, at a very low cost, which is free, and you can schedule those um, at your local local Apple store, which I think is a great tool. Yeah, that's really cool that you can just go there, get free training on these things, and it is powerful. I mean, we've all got a media production studio in our pocket these days, and most of us aren't using it the way we should be, and so it's great that they provide that training. Let's talk about some other um, tools out there. I know you use HubSpot a little bit, so let's talk about that one. Yeah, I think that uh, in in this whole world of um, you know private clubs and trying to stay organized, a lot of people are, are are trying to kind of get all of their kind of leads out of their head, I guess, or out of their Excel sheets. So a lot of people are going down the road of implementing uh, you know CRM tools at a variety of different uh, companies. Um, but one thing that I've started to find clubs using is 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 using like HubSpot. Um, we use that a little bit here at Members First, which is which is great. Um, but it allows you to have a smarter inbox, so you can actually connect your email to your CRM, and their CRM suite is completely free. Now, don't get me wrong; there are paid tools that you can do to upgrade. Um, but if you're looking for a quick tool just to quickly get organized, um, the HubSpot CRM kind of falls into play with what most clubs would need. But I think I heard this from you, Gabe, at uh, the Membership Directors Association um, uh, One Day Summit in Florida this year, where you t- you were talking a little bit about kind of using chat bots and you know kind of lead in forms and things like that. Mm-hmm. So those are all things that actually come within that platform. Um, some at a very low cost to clubs. You can kind of modernize your marketing strategies um, using you know simple tools like that. Yeah, I use HubSpot in my own agency. Um, that's how we. That's our CRM that we use, and I love it. It does everything that I need to do, and it, it's actually free. The the version I'm using. So I love I love HubSpot. A big believer in that one. But um, design inspiration. You've got some tips on that, Sean. Yeah, design inspiration is kind of one of the things that if anybody has worked with me in the past, uh, they. I think they immediately recognize that, um, you know, boring website design is honestly no fun. (laughs) And, uh, and so what we do here at, at members first is we try to think outside of the box and we, um, use a lot of different inspirational sites to get creative. Um, and one kind of website that we use quite a bit is, it's a little bit of a play on words, but it's www.awwwards.com. So that's awards.com. And it's an unbelievable site where you could literally go to that site, type in your favorite topic, such as wine or restaurants or golf or skiing, um, anything like that. And you will get a variety of websites that have been reviewed by other industry professionals um, to figure out how to get creative. So it's a great way for you to kind of get out of the the mindset of designing your club website like the club next door. Nice. Yeah, it's, everybody wants to stand out and be unique. That's, that's great advice. Last one here that I want to cover in terms of you know tips and productivity, um, useful things out there for folks is Google Analytics. You've got some ideas on that, Sean. Can you tell us about those? 
Yeah, Google Analytics is actually a really fun tool. Um, it's kind of like Big Brother. I'm assuming you use Google Analytics in, in, in your business and with your clients, right, Gabe? Yep. So Google Analytics is, is something that every site has, most likely. All you need is to have a tracking code. And no matter which website provider you use, whether it's you know one of the big four uh, within our industry or um, a local uh, designer, um, they will most likely implement um, your tracking codes onto your website. Once you have that tracking code on your website, you can find a variety of things about traffic. And one of the, the quick uh, tools that I love using within Google Analytics is things like their search console to figure out you know, how people are uh, getting to your site organically. But then there's also a really great uh, free tool called OnPage Analytics by Google. And you could do a quick search, and hopefully, Gabe, maybe you could put a link to this in the uh, in the show page. But what OnPage Analytics does, it actually puts a heat map over your website. So you can literally see the traffic patterns in front of you um, and use that information um, to your benefit when you're telling that committee member that nobody goes to this page, please don't make me spend time adding content to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't deny the facts. Right. <laughs> and so when you've got that, a tool like that, that shows you in real, uh, in real plain visuals where people are going, I think that that's super important and super useful for folks out there. I think it has to be a blend, right? You need the analytics to tell one part of the story. Yeah. Right. And then you need the members to tell you the other part. And somewhere in the middle is the truth. Right. Um. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well said, Sean. Well said. So we're, we're talking about Google Analytics here. And um, I think that's probably a great segue into what you guys do at Members First, which is help clubs build um, their web presence. And I, I know you've got some three key pieces, really, uh, that if, if folks really can nail down they're going to set themselves up for success. So I would love for you to go through some of your ideas on uh, how to properly plan for that next web project, Sean. Uh, sure. Um, it's something that we, we do every day and, and have a lot of fun doing it. Um, those three pieces that, that we really kind of narrow it down to make it simple for our clients, but this can be used anywhere. Um, you know, the three high level pieces is step one, you need to determine your goals of the project. Step two, you need to kind of look at the data behind it uh, before you actually start building it. And then step three is kind of making sure that you identify what the what the proper scope and timeline is so that you could set realistic expectations uh, for your team and the team that's actually helping you build the site. Mm. You never want to go into um, a project with expectations that are different uh, mainly because if you tell the members that the website's going to launch on July 1st, well, guess what? It better launch on <laughs> July 1st. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. In fact, I'll tell, I'll tell a secret here that I don't think I've told anybody, maybe a few people, is that when I, I announced my last book, I said, I'm going to have it done. Uh, my next book is coming out. I think it was March 1st. And uh, I hadn't even started writing it. <laughs> but that was like my motivation. I was like, I told people I was going to do this. And if, if that's the date I told people, I don't want to let everyone down. So I better sure as hell do it. So, <laughs> so that, 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 dirty, that dirty little secret, Gabe, uh, brings back a memory of mine when we, were, when we were building the clubhouse at 
uh, at Renaissance just outside of Boston, um, you know, we had a goal of opening the clubhouse. And the first person who we sent the invitation to for the opening party uh, was the construction manager. Um, and needless to say, he, nice. knew, he knew that we needed to get that uh, project <laughs> done by that point. Um, but it also, you want to meet those goals. Right. Um so I can totally see how that <laughs> helped you. I can totally see how that motivated you. That was motivation. Yeah, I think one one weekend or one Saturday, I think I wrote ten thousand words in a day. It was I almost killed myself, but it was like I got to get this thing done. So, yeah, especially in the construction world, um, those guys are always running behind. They're two two weeks behind on my kitchen right now as we speak. I'm waiting for them to show up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's break that down. Um, those three things. Let's first talk about goals uh, and goal setting. And some of the some of the goals that clubs maybe should be setting for themselves in their web project. Sure, I mean the I guess the the number one thing that I hear from people when they reach out to me is when they're looking for their goals. Um, it's actually surprisingly some people don't know what to to start with. And the number one thing that people come to me with, hey, our website needs to look better, and we need information that is easy to find in the website. Mm -hmm. Now, those are two great goals, but they're very broad. Right. So what I usually encourage people to do is, yes, you want to have those broad goals, but you want to break them down. Um, there's three areas of goals that I typically uh, like to work within. One is in website traffic, um, mainly because if you're getting a certain amount of traffic, you may want to, a goal of yours may be to increase your traffic. Um, it could be by a certain percentage, could be by a certain number of users, whatever the case is. But too often I find that nobody really knows the amount of traffic that's going to their website. Well, it's really hard to increase that traffic if you don't know what it is. If you're not looking at the analytics, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we, we typically start there. But then we also want to jump into, <clears throat> you know, what's the focus of this? Is the, is the focus on lead generation? Are you trying to drive revenue? Do you have a membership campaign that's going on? Um, and if it is a lead generation uh, motivated project, well, then you want to kind of look at how many leads are you bringing in currently so that you can measure um, what the success rates are post-launch. Now, it may take a little bit of time to you know, um, you know, kind of rev up the engines, but you want to make sure that you know where you currently stand today to figure out how this website helped you get to where you were going before. Every member and committee wants to know a little bit of ROI. So if you can show them the analytics behind it, that always helps. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is a good time to actually talk about your offer to folks, which we will uh, mention at the end as well. But you're giving a free Google Analytics review to clubs out there. So um, that's really, that's really, really nice of you, Sean. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more, but just want people to know that that's available. So how about, um, data? What's, what's, what's next with that, Sean? So I think that once you define the goals, you need to kind of jump down and, and figure out your traffic patterns, really. Um, like I said before, we're going to need to figure out what the members are telling you and what the information that they want on the website. So that's one half of the story. The second half is going to be the data behind it. So using Google Analytics, I think, will help you um, determine some of those traffic patterns. But you want to look at not only the, the pages that people are, are, are visiting, but you want to break it. Sometimes you could break it down between members and guests. So you, you want to figure out that if people are going to these pages, 
from a prospect standpoint on the public side of your website, you don't want to just figure out what pages they're going to, but I like to find out how long are they spending on those pages. And if you know how long they're spending on those pages, well, you can interpret that two different ways. If they're spending a long time on your history page because you've got 20 paragraphs of the last 100 years, they're probably spending a long time on there because it's not easily digestible content. Or they're spending a long time on there because it's really interesting content. So what I would do in that scenario is that if the traffic pattern tells you that they're spending a lot of time on that page, one, you need to put a good call to action in order to drive people to contacting you. Perfect. So traffic patterns are going to be key for uh, for that area. But then you can get into a variety of different things, Gabe. You can get into geolocations. You can kind of figure out what areas of the country you're going to. Um, I've got one club in Florida that actually got super creative with their digital marketing campaigns when they're doing this through Google AdWords. And they uncovered a teeny tiny spot in Canada that was driving a boatload of traffic. Granted, they probably had some members that lived in that area, but hopefully those members were telling them about their friends down south. So they created a very specific targeting campaign to that area based off of the traffic that they found and uncovered through Google Analytics. I thought it was brilliant. I wish I, I, wish I came up with that idea, but I've got to give credit to... Uh, give credit where credit's due. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I want to go back to the um, traffic patterns real quick. That, sure. um, that sort of engagement versus being verbose um, argument that you were making there. I mean, what are what what in your mind would be some of the things um, that might signal to you if it is very engaging content or very informative and people are enjoying it or if it's just too long? Um, I would think from, you know, one guess that I might give you would be you know, where are they going next? Are they just leaving the site after that page or are they going to the next page? Are there any other um, factors that people might be looking for if you're taking a look at the analytics there? Uh, sure, yeah. One thing to look for if you're looking at that specific page, there's another measurement tool called Bounce Rate. Um, so you can see if people are leaving the website from that page. Um, that could be one indicator that it's, that it's too long. Um, the other indicator I think would be um, just really looking at the content and figuring out how it's structured. Mm -hmm. Having a lot of information on a page isn't a bad thing, but if you've got a lot of information on the page and you're not using, uh, you know, the bulleted lists or any visual content, um, then that can also be tough as well. So I think that there's a couple like um, uh, patterns that you could find on these pages, but it really depends on like you said, where they go afterwards. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's, that's kind of where I was, what I was thinking as well. So that, that's great. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's head into number three here in the process, which is scope and timeline, Sean. That's perfect. So scope and timeline is always a challenging conversation. I'll kind of first um, start with timeline. Uh, most people uh, reach out and they say they need a new website. We all know that these projects are not just a website project anymore. Typically what they involve are a combination of multiple projects. Um, some of them um, have a single website component. However, um, when you get into other things like what, is, what are the creative assets that you're putting on this website? 
So you need photo, video, virtual tours, all those pieces of the puzzle. So, you know, we may be getting contacted halfway through a project, whereas my belief is that you probably involve the person designing your site early on to make sure that they can properly scope out what this is going to cost a club because that can be all over the board. Yeah. Uh, there's there's not one set price. If there is a set price, I would be very cautious of that, mainly because um, you don't know what you're buying until you go through the proper scope. Right. Um, so there could be any things that, that um, you know, timelines, the average length to build a to build a website once you have everything scoped out and everybody knows what you're building, on average is going to take anywhere from you know, 12 to 16 weeks, you know, depending on how involved uh, committees get, um, depending on your meeting schedule, and depending on the interactivity of the site. Mm -hmm. I have seen clubs build sites in, you know, less than 10 weeks, but I have also seen clubs build websites um, in anywhere from, you know, 12 to 18 months. Wow. Um, So (laughs) those are not the projects that everybody has the most fun in on either side. Um, But it is something that timelines and expectations are, are really important. Mm-hmm. My recommendation is usually to make sure that the club has a really good understanding of what the company is going to be building for them. Um, everything from interactivity, uh, the more time a designer needs to take to um, you know, create all of this interactive content on the website, it's not a bad thing but it means that it's just going to take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other the other thing, one more thing on that, Gabe, to add in is that it's not just the time that it takes for a company uh, like Members First or any of the other agencies within our industry to build the site. I think that a lot of clubs and boards also need to take into consideration the time it takes to scope out and approve these projects because the pre-scope process, uh, based off of committee schedules, can last anywhere between two to three months. Add that on top of the time it takes to build the site. And that's your true timeline. Mm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and I've also got to, you know, imagine if you get the planning right, the step before that, <laughs> then, uh, then if you get the scope right, then the, the timeline kind of, kind of narrows <laughs> down as well. So <laughs> exactly. And it gave you're from, uh, uh, you're from the, the Northeast up here. And I'm sure that, uh, I mean, everybody has, I can picture my father on my shoulder right now and just saying, you know, measure twice, cut once, Sean. (laughs) And I've lived by that because it's so true in everything you do, including these marketing and communications projects. Um, It's better to know that ahead of time um, before you go in and start making adjustments. Yep, absolutely. Well said. Well said. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, there's actually a bonus tip here. So once you've actually got your website launched, you've got some some ideas about post-launch. Let's hear those, Sean. Post-launch is actually, I think, one of the most fun parts of the project. Is it because right? you're cracking, of- cracking bottles of champagne open? Exactly. Everybody's having big parties and you know <laughs> celebrating this brand new thing that you just built. However, post-launch is like a reward. I mean, you've just worked on this project. You've scoped it out for two months with your board committee and your agency. You've spent another three to four months on building the website. Now it's actually live for the rest of the world to see. However, 
once you actually launch the website, well, guess what? Now everybody's using the website. So you're going to get as many comments, um, both positive and um, I wouldn't say negative, but you're going to also get comments that you just didn't think of. And those are things that you need to be able to adjust on the fly. So one of the, the tips that I have is to make sure probably in the two, three, two to three months after launch, make sure that you're measuring against the goals that you set out in the beginning of the project. If your original goal was to increase traffic, did that work? Are you gaining more leads from your lead capture forms? Maybe yes, maybe no. But once you take that information post-launch, you wanna make sure that you continue to evolve that project because once it's launched, it's living, breathing, and now you need to feed it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's a hungry monster, isn't it, Sean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly the, I mean, every, every manager, including myself, uh, when I was on the operation side of it, I felt like I worked 24 mm-hmm. seven. Um, but the only true employee that does work 24 seven is your website. It's right. the person that you know, when a prospective member can't sleep and they're searching the internet, um, they're working when you're not. Right. So we like to make sure that we uh, feed our employees, mm-hmm. the website being one of them, and you want to feed them with um, engaging content that's relevant to the user. Yeah, I, I would definitely advocate more clubs start uh, either a news section or some sort of uh, events or blog, you know, quote unquote blog, um, something just to keep relevant fresh content updated because that's that's what search engines are looking for when they're looking to decide what's the most relevant result uh so that's great advice sean that's great well let's talk about that offer you've got again um so you're you've got something pretty cool you're going to give people a free analytics review let's talk about that sean yeah it's one of the things that i i really um I, i really value and it's a lot of fun working with my clients and i'd be more than happy to offer that up to um, any of your listeners, Gabe, um, I would love to, you know, spend, you know, 15 to 20 minutes with, uh, with the club. They do not necessarily need to be a client of ours, but, um, I'd love to just, if they need a little bit of help understanding how to use Google analytics, uh, we've created a, a, a form that I think that you could kind of put on, on the show page where all they need to do is they can fill out that form. We'll schedule a time and I'll, I'll spend 15 to 20 minutes with them to go through, kind of the top five areas that I review with my clients um, on Google Analytics. Perfect. That's beautiful. Yeah, I I think definitely our listeners need to take advantage of that. Sean is wonderful in terms of breaking down in plain English what some of those key metrics are inside Google Analytics and showing you what you need to work on. So definitely hope you take him up on his offer. If you go to membersfirst.com slash private club radio, you will be able to do that. So all our listeners should check that out. Let's talk a little bit more about Members First, Sean, and, and some of the services that you guys offer. Uh, we all know you do um, website design, but you guys do some other things as well. Let's talk about that. Yeah, perfect. I mean, uh, Members First, I mean, granted, we've been around a long time. Hopefully, a lot of your listeners um, you know, have heard of who we are and what we do and the type of people we have at our company. Um, but yes, of course, you know, our, our, our main uh, focus is creating, um, you know, engaging um, websites for the private club industry. 
But one of the things that we've done over time is we've evolved over the last you know 15 to 20 years where not only are we creating uh, these beautiful, engaging websites for our customers, but we're also providing all the other software that goes along with it. Everything from you know, tea times to reservations to mobile apps. Um, but we've even uh, started about four years ago jumping into doing uh, video production and uh, photography and even started to do, doing a little bit of virtual tours. What we find is that the website is only one portion of these marketing projects. You can't build a good website without great creative assets. So our creative team has actually blended both worlds in order to deliver those services to um, our customers. Perfect. That is perfect. Yes, definitely check out their website, membersfirst.com. Sean, I had a lot of fun, man. You gave us a ton of value. I, this is one of those episodes where I think people will have to go back and reference uh, from time to time just to go back to some of those tips and tricks you talked about because there was so much good information there. And I appreciate you coming on Private Club Radio with us, man. No problem. Great to be here. Well, now you know how to be a little bit more productive. Sean just gave you a little bit more time. You've got more time on your hands now. Why don't you go ahead and head over to our Facebook group for the show. The Facebook group is called the Private Club Radio Listeners Forum. Join us there and start up a conversation. I'll catch you back here next week. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.